Good afternoon, I'm John Falciccio, Deputy Mayor for Planning and Economic Development, and on behalf of Mayor Bowser, I want to welcome you to the Recovery Weekly Check-In uh, with DEMPED. Uh, and so today, uh, we want to talk to you about an important topic, uh, which we talked about uh, to start the year, uh, which is the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, but before we get there, we wanted to give you a couple of announcements. Uh, one, Mayor Bowser announced uh, an effort by MPD and DEMPED uh, to uh, ask building owners and uh, businesses uh, to take down the boards. Uh, we have seen uh, boards put up because of the unrest, and we understand uh, that uh, why folks made that decision, but now is the time to actually take down the boards. Uh, so we're asking folks to uh, take down the boards as soon as possible. We actually do have a resource. Uh, if you are taking down the boards and you're looking for how to dispose of them, uh, the Shaw Main Street has actually set up a program uh, where they are working with a nonprofit called Wood for Good, uh, where they take the uh, wood that was used for uh, boarding up uh, buildings, as an example, uh, and use it to create other products, uh, such as planter boxes, benches, and things of that. Uh, so if you're interested in uh, helping and making a donation uh, to of your boards uh, to uh, the Shaw Main Street, you could do that by emailing Shaw Main Street, Inc., at gmail.com. Again, it's Shaw Main Streets Inc. Uh, that's a uh, plural streets, uh, so there's an S there, Inc. at gmail.com. Uh, Tatiana is giving me the head shake that I got that right, uh, so that is good. Uh, so, also wanted to let folks know that we're uh, still in Restaurant Week. Uh, if you're interested in participating uh, in Restaurant Week, you can check out uh, the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington's website. And on that website, you can find all the uh, businesses throughout D.C. that are participating uh, in Restaurant Week. Uh, there are dine-out and take-out options uh, for Restaurant Week, uh, so we look forward to having you uh, partake in that event. Uh, the Restaurant Association website is ramw.org, and if you go to slash Restaurant Week, that's where you can find the participating restaurants. Uh, and it runs through Sunday, uh, which is Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, so today, uh, we're here to talk about uh, PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, we talked about this uh, over the, um, uh, or at the beginning of the year, and uh, we talked about it over the course of 2020 as well. Uh, but we wanted to have this conversation again because the application period is open. Uh, and so we're going to ask folks to join the conversation. Uh, if you're on social media, you could use the hashtag DC Hope uh, on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, you could also use uh, the uh, chat function in order to send us a message, uh, and we'll get those questions uh, to our guests. Uh, but what I want to do now is bring into the conversation uh, Christy Whitfield, uh, the Director of the Department of Small Local Business Development, uh, to get us started in our conversation about PPP. Thank you, Deputy Mayor. Um, it's a pleasure to be here today to continue this conversation that you started several weeks ago about the PPP program. We know that to date, um, we're told that almost 900,000 PPP loans have been approved to the tune of $72.7 billion. And, you know, that's a lot of money. Um, but we want to make sure that the DC businesses are taking the best advantage of these opportunities that are out there. 
Um, I want to say that we understand that business owners are exhausted right now. It is a tiring time. And the idea of going and into a yet another portal for yet another resource, you know, may feel overwhelming. And, and I want to thank the deputy mayor and the mayor for continuing to highlight this essential resource for our small businesses. Um, and also to have an opportunity to say to those businesses, you are not alone in this. This administration is here to help you. I am here to help you. And we have a lot of other partners around the city that are here to help you. If you are in a main street, call your main street. If you are a member of the chamber or any of the chambers or want to become a member of any of the chambers, feel free to reach out to them, to the DC chamber, to the Hispanic chamber, to the black chamber. There's all, um, all of those resources to help you get your application together. You know, most importantly, you need to make sure you know who your lender is if you're going for the PPP. And I'm not going to step too much on our SBA's, uh, our SBA experts' toes, but I do want to say, you know, we continue to talk about the difference between a, a bank account and a banking relationship. And we want to make sure that people have secured a banking relationship and, a, and an SBA lender that will advocate for them as they are pursuing these important resources. Um, you know, and last but absolutely not least, our very own PTAC team is at the ready to help anybody, you know, with any confusion you have about the SBA website, or if you just want to talk to a live voice, um, call 202-727-3900, hit option seven. If a live person doesn't pick up, we will call you back quickly and we will get you through whatever the next phase of this process, whether it's the PPP, the EDIL, or some other resource. Just know that even in the, you know, we know the vaccine is coming, we know that resources are coming, but we also know that people are still very, very much in the thick of it. And, you know, I, I understand the fatigue, but I wanna really encourage people, please just reach out and ask for help and we wanna help you get you there. So that's, you know, our message for today, Deputy Mayor. Um, and I think my job now is to introduce the expert that can tell you about the details of the, uh, the SBA resources, especially the PPP loan, um, Mr. Roderick Johnson, who is, a, who is a, a guru of PPP right now. So thank you, Mr. Johnson, for coming in and talking with us today. Yes, thank you. Um, as the slides are being pulled up, um, again, my name is Roderick Johnson. I am the Lender Relations Specialist at the U.S. Small Business Administration right here in Washington, D.C. Um, we're right down to on Third Street Southwest, um, but we are working remotely. And I want to st state from the onset, it was $284 billion approved. During the first week that this program was open, which opened on January 11th through January 15th for women and minority-owned businesses through CDFIs and community banks, those portals were open specifically for you all to be able to participate um, early in the PPP 2.0 program. Now, out of that 284 billion, there's been 72 billion already approved. I don't want you guys to miss out on this funding, so please use the resources that are available to you. I'm going to first give you SCORE in DC 202-619-1000, okay? So you have SCORE, and you have the Women's Business Center in D.C. at 
1-800-273-0807. You have the Howard University SBDC at 202-806-1550. And then Christy already gave you the number to PTAC, but I'll repeat it here again at 202-727-3900, um, option seven. Please use these resources to assist you with the forgiveness process, with draw one, draw two of the PPP, and also the idol. And with idol this time, idol is, idol is actually being targeted to businesses that are located in moderate to low income areas. That's the loan as well as the grant. So I thought I would just open up with that tidbit of information while we were waiting for the slides to, to come up. Um, all right, so for PPP 2.0, you must have used, if you applied for the PPP 1.0 and you have that money, you must use all of that money in order to apply for PPP 2.0. Now, some of the banks may ask you to actually apply for the forgiveness for PPP 1.0, but that is not actually in the legislation, okay? So you don't have to do that. So as long as you've used the funds from PPP 1.0, you can apply for PPP 2.0. If you're having a hard time using the money from PPP um, 1.0, then just go ahead and bonus the rest of that money, calls it, call it hazard pay, okay, and go ahead and bonus the rest of that money, okay, to your employees. Now, if you didn't apply for PPP 1.0, well, now is the time to do that. But here's the thing. For PPP first draw, you can actually now get a loan for up to $10 million, which was the original terms, right, for PPP 1.0. So now you can get a loan for up to $10 million as long as you have 500 or below in employees. For PPP 2.0, for that second draw, you can only have 300 employees or below, and you must show a 25% reduction in your annual in your revenues quarter over quarter. So let me give you an example. So let's choose a date. So we'll choose September 30, right, 2019 to September 30, 2020. All right, so as long as you show a 25% drop in revenues, you are eligible. Now, here's the key to help your lenders out. If you're the majority business owner, 51% or more, you must sign and date those statements, whether they're QuickBooks statements, whether they're compiled statements, whether they are reviewed quality financial statements prepared by your CPA, you must sign those statements when you give them to your, um, your current bank. Also, if you have audited financial statements, which probably the more majority of you don't, then you don't have to um, actually sign those financial statements, okay? Now, there are three new categories, and I'll close with this. There are three new categories that you can use the PPP money for, okay? And that is for software, accounting software, um, software for a CRM system, 
payroll software. You can also use the money toward PPE, PPE, okay? You can use the money to build your outdoor dome for outdoor dining. You can use the money to have your employees tested for COVID-19. You can also use the money to replenish your inventory, okay? And so now you have new ways of using that money under this legislation. Now, if you've already applied for PPP 1.0, then you cannot go back and capture those expenses. But if you have not, then you can go back and capture those expenses. And now that's a second way that I've told you that you can use up your PPP 1.0 money so that you can apply for the PPP 2.0 money. Okay, so the money is out there, it's available, all the bank's portals are open. I'm going to give you a website for all the forms, which is sba.gov forward slash PPP. All the forms are out there for draw one, draw two, for the new forgiveness form of $150,000 and below, it's called the 3508S form, okay? It's just a one-page document that you need to complete and sign and date and certify that the information on that application is true to the best of your knowledge, and then you go ahead and send that in to the bank. Remember the forgiveness process. The bank has 60 days to let you know um, whether or not they think this is a forgivable loan. They send it to the SBA. The SBA has 90 days to inform your bank, and then your bank will inform you whether or not your loan has been forgiven um, 100%, 50%, 6%, whichever the percentage is that your loan has been forgiven. Ah, one last thing. In terms of the idle loan being converted into a grant, it is now not a taxable event. Before, it was a taxable event. Now it won't be a taxable event. Secondly, the money that you've used for those 40% of expenses, where before you would not be able to deduct those expenses on your Schedule C, now those expenses are 100% deductible. So Congress did fix those two things in this bill, which is very important, okay? Um, it was always supposed to be like that, but I guess Congress forgot to tell the IRS that, and so now that has been covered under this bill. I'm going to give you my direct line. It's 202-617-4435. Please call me directly, directly, okay, with any expenses, excuse me, with any questions that you have. And then secondly, my email address is roderick.johnson at sba.gov, okay? Now, I'll probably respond much faster via email because I'm getting a lot of calls during the day, but if you send the email, I can respond to you so much faster, okay? So with that, I'll turn it back over to our moderator. Fantastic. Well, thank you for uh, sharing that information uh, and especially the contact information, uh, which I'm sure uh, folks will avail themselves of that opportunity to reach out to you. Uh, and ask you a little bit more in-depth uh, questions uh, as they come up. I'm going to uh, get to the remainder of our panelists, uh, but also give folks another resource. Uh, Roderick gave his contact information. 
Uh, we also have the D.C. Chamber of Commerce has stepped up again uh, to offer technical assistance uh, to help people navigate through the PPP process. Uh, so the Chamber uh, has a contact. It's Linda Curry uh, at the Chamber. Uh, number is 202-379-1897. Again, Linda Curry at the D.C. Chamber, 202-379-1897. Uh, and her email address is L uh, Curry at dcchamber.org, uh, and it's L-C-U-R-R-I-E at dcchamber.org. Uh, so you have those two uh, great resources. Uh, Director Whitfield talked about a few others, uh, so make sure you avail yourself uh, to all those. If you have questions for uh, Christy or for Roderick, if you want to uh, hit zero now, if you're listening on the phone line, that'll get you into the queue uh, to ask a question directly. Uh, and if you're on uh, listening or watching on social media, uh, you could use the hashtag DC Hope, uh, as well as uh, the uh, chat function on Facebook in order to ask a question of any of our panelists. Uh, so with that, I want to bring in our next guest, uh, who is known uh, to many in DC in his various roles as the city administrator, uh, the deputy mayor for planning and economic development, the chair of the housing authority board. Uh, he's currently uh, the president uh, and CEO of the downtown DC uh, business Improvement District, uh, and he uh, established a grant program uh, similar to what we did uh, in Demped uh, with Mayor Bowser. Uh, the DC downtown DC bid uh, has a grant program of its own, so I want to bring into the conversation uh, Neil Albert, uh, the President and CEO of the downtown DC bid. Thank you so much, Deputy Mayor. Thanks for this opportunity. There are two resources I'd like to share uh, with the public today. One is the pandemic loan uh, grant pr program that downtown DC launched, which is targeted solely at businesses that are located within the downtown DC bid boundaries. So if you're not sure of the boundaries, just go, go online to downtowndc.org uh, and you can uh, find those boundaries. Uh, next slide. So as many of you know, the downtown DC, like many parts of the city have been hit severely by this pandemic. Uh, downtown DC, as you know, is about 76% uh, office space. And so the regular foot traffic that supports our restaurants and other retail businesses uh, have just not been there. And so this program that we launched is in an effort to provide uh, some financing to support those entities uh, that have been suffering. And so we're going to be awarding grants of between 5000 to 15000 to retailers in the bid, both restaurant and non-restaurant retailers uh, in the bid. So here are some key dates. Uh, next slide. So the program opened on January 14th. Uh, the application deadline uh, expires on Thursday at 5 p.m. And then we hope to notify folks between the 15th and 17th of February on whether or not they're going to be awarded a grant with disbursements going out uh, the last week of February. So if you haven't applied, uh, please go online, uh, get the application in before 5 p.m. on Thursday. You must be located within the downtown bid boundaries. Uh, as I mentioned before, it's for food service and non-restaurant retail. And you must be able to demonstrate, like your PPP loan, that there was a decline in revenue from the period of April to December of 2020. And then in an effort to 
have our funds go as far as possible, we are not recommending um, grants for chains uh, in, in the downtown DC bid. So then I want to share with you another uh, program that the bid has launched, uh, next slide, to support our businesses that are in the bid. And, and so we've heard a lot of conversation earlier today about uh, PPP, and we want to encourage all businesses in downtown DC to take advantage of the PPP program. Um, as Christy mentioned, and as Roderick mentioned, over $70 billion has already been accessed. And so we want to be able to provide technical assistance to businesses located in downtown DC to help you with navigating this program. So we have engaged Corn Resnick uh, to provide technical support to businesses in downtown DC. The downtown bid will be paying up to $900 uh, in, in costs and fees for any businesses in the bid uh, that want to take advantage of this opportunity. So what would you get? So Cohen Resnick will help you navigate program compliance, particularly if you're a small business, you're a small business, help you with document preparation, and then finally with application assistance. So to participate in this program, please email ppp at downtowndc.org, and we look forward to assisting you. Thank you, Deputy Mayor, for the time, and I'm going to turn it right back over to you. Well, thanks so much for that, Neil. And um, this is really important. We uh, had reached out to our federal partners at FEMA, uh, at the SBA, to see if there were any specific uh, loan programs, any grant programs uh, for uh, businesses in the downtown bid and the Golden Triangle bid, and really in that area uh, that was encompassed by the inauguration perimeter. Uh, we weren't successful in that attempt, but I think uh, what's important here is that the downtown bid has made this resource available uh, for businesses in the downtown bid uh, in order to get technical sort, uh, assistance to take advantage of the federal programs uh, that are available to us. So, Neil, I want to thank you for your leadership on this, uh, and we'll uh, come back to you for questions and conversation. Uh, Christy's going to bring in our next two guests. So, next on the panel, we're really excited to be joined by an actual lender. We talk a, a lot about making sure that you're in connection with lenders, and we know that the Latino Economic Development Center last round was really instrumental in helping many, many businesses access these resources. And so we're very excited today to have Daniel Freeman, who is the Loan Operations Manager from LEDC, to talk to us a little bit about you know, how LEDC is helping district businesses access these uh, critical funds. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you, Director and Mr. Deputy Mayor, and, and very uh, glad to be here to share uh, some of this information. Um, so as uh, she said, I'm the Loan Operations Manager at LEDC, the Latino Economic Development Center. And for those who have not heard of this, or maybe those that have, a little refresher, we are a nonprofit organization. Uh, certified by the U.S. Treasury as a community development financial institution. And our mission is to serve uh, low to moderate income Latinos and other underserved residents in the Baltimore, Washington area. Uh, and that really ties back to uh, the beginning of, of LEDC and the Mount Pleasant riots of 1991. Uh, our organization came out as a response to that. I believe the Mayor's Office on Latino Affairs uh, at the same time. 
which is all to say that our services are bilingual, English and Spanish, uh, but Latinos are about half of the demographic that we serve. Uh, so on this slide, you'll see uh, you know, the list of our office locations, although we are working virtual these days. And our uh, program areas are, are split in between uh, small business and housing. So small business, uh, primarily uh, with the lending program, it's SBA microloans up to $50,000. Uh, we do have small business technical assistance, business advice, uh, which can range from starting the business to marketing plan, and, you know, pivoting in COVID, of course. Uh, we do have credit building programs. We have uh, resilient business corridors, for example, along Georgia Avenue Northwest uh, and throughout the region, for example, on the Purple Line Corridor. Uh, we're very active there. Uh, and I do want to mention uh, Empowered Women International, which is a program dedicated to women entrepreneurs. And then also housing, important to mention, uh, in case it's uh, relevant to anyone listening or viewing, uh, we are involved in affordable housing preservation, uh, pr primarily the uh, Tenant Opportunity to Purchase Act, um, organizing tenants when, when their buildings go up for sale, um, and also home ownership counseling. Uh, many of you might have heard of the uh, Down Payment Assistance Program, HPAP. Um, and another one that's uh, not listed here but uh, did launch last quarter is uh, direct community investments. Um, so we've been working very closely uh, with the deputy mayor's office on the DC micro grant uh, and other bridge funds uh, as well. And if we can go to the next slide, uh, so here you'll see the overview of the PPP. And I want to thank uh, Rod for his uh, detailed explanation of the program. I won't go through uh, too much of the nuance, but I did want to uh, re reiterate that uh, it is a 1% loan, fully forgivable, no personal guarantee, no collateral. And uh, for many applicants, uh, just to be aware that you, all, you can qualify as a self-employed individual, as a sole proprietor, as an independent contractor for yourself, but just make sure that on your 2019 or 2020 tax return, your Schedule C uh, shows a, a positive net income as that's your payroll and that's uh, how we will calculate the loan. Uh, if we can go to the next slide, please, uh, you'll see our landing page on our website, uh, ledcmetro.org slash SBA PPP. Uh, we have a, a wealth of information there, overviews uh, from the SBA, as well as links to the SBA website in English and Spanish. Uh, we have our own frequently asked questions uh, button to uh, request technical assistance free of charge uh, with assistance with our application. We also have uh, links to some slide decks and uh, the deputy mayor mentioned uh, the DC chamber. We're actually collaborating on an info session later this month, uh, February 24th. So if you navigate to the events page of our site, you'll, you'll be able to see those details and register. Um, if we go to the, the next slide, please, uh, you'll see uh, just a little snapshot of our online application portal. Uh, it is, we think, very user-friendly. We do have it in English and Spanish, secure document upload, you can save your progress, come back later, and we're really here to, to walk you through uh, the whole process. Um, so yeah, we can go to the, the next slide and just see that uh, URL one more time, uh, legcmetro.org slash SBAPPP. Um, and I do want to introduce uh, a client of ours, um, very pleased that she's able to join us and talk to her experience, uh, Shiva Gillenshaw. She's the 
primary contact for Picture Frame Factory Corporation, uh, which she's run with her husband for 30 years in Adams Morgan. Uh, so thank you so much, Shiva, for being here. I'll pass it off to you. Of course. Of course. Thank you, Daniel. Good afternoon, uh, Mr. Deputy Mayor, panelists, and guests. Um, it's really a pleasure to be uh, chosen to participate today in this discussion. Um, just a little uh, history on Picture Frame Factory, uh, which is, of course, our lifeline. Um, it's a family-owned business, which was a dream of my husband's, Cameron Dillon Shaw. We're located at uh, 2300 18th Street Northwest. And, um, you know, we, we like to bring um, uh, the vision of, uh, you know, grandeur to artwork. We like to, um, you know, uh, bring the passion into um, everyone's um, uh, life and, 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 and art. Um, we're... We basically do framing in all kinds of uh, artwork, museum framing, and um, all sorts of um, framing for embassies and businesses. And we've owned the business for 30 years. Um, during this pandemic, though, uh, it's been extremely difficult to uh, continue operating as, as we had. As I'm sure it's quite obvious, um, we were told that we could get PPP loans. It was advertised all over the place, you know, don't fret, you can get a loan. And, you know, actually trying to access information about where to get the loans from uh, was extremely challenging. We, um, we did get a lot of assistance from the Adams Morgan bid, which we're grateful for, um, as well as um, the LEDC. The LEDC really became a lifeline for us. Uh, after approaching various banks that, you know, we uh, were told that if we had a, a, a relationship with a bank, uh, we should approach them. Well, you know, that word relationship is very vague because we thought we had a relationship with um, several banks that we had done business with for 30 years, but obviously we didn't, and they were lending to bigger businesses. And um, so that was very difficult and challenging for us. But LEDC really did um, help us. Um, Carla Posada, Daniel Friedman, uh, Robert, um, just a, a number of people there um, just really held our hands. And I think that's what small businesses need. They need people to not just say, you know, go to this website and, you know, fill out the forms. And, you know, we're lucky in that, you know, we don't have a language impairment or difficulties, but there are a lot of small businesses that uh, are not um, fluent in English or are not well-versed in how to access this information or are not computer savvy. So I think those are the businesses that need a lot of help. We needed help, but we got it. Thankful for that. And uh, as I said, we got it through really trying to go through the different channels and um, maneuvering through them. But um, that's basically what our experience was. We did try to maintain uh, our integrity and keep the spirits of the neighborhood up by keeping our neon lights on throughout this pandemic. Our lights were shining for a whole block on 18th Street, letting everybody know that um, not to give up. And that's basically <clears throat> it. If you have any questions or if I can um, discuss well, this more, I'd be happy to. It's John uh, Falchicchio. Thanks for joining us and thanks for sharing your story. Uh, I have to say that uh, if Room Raider is watching, uh, your frames look fantastic uh, in oh, the background. Thank you. Thank uh, you. 
so tell us too, how did, so when you decided to uh, like which programs you took advantage of and which programs maybe you passed on, how did you approach that? How did you and your, uh, you said you work with your husband on the business. How did you Correct. all approach that, those decisions? Well, I mean, it really wasn't a decision as to what, you know, what we decided to apply for or not apply for. It was basically what we uh, were qualified to apply for. And uh, uh, so we approached, uh, you know, I read through the different uh, requirements and, you know, just, uh, you know, did realize that the PPP program, we were eligible to apply for it. And, um the EIDL we were eligible to apply for, and the the DC Small Business Microgrant. So um, just eligibility requirements, and then just following up and uh, finding people to kind of latch on to and not let go and constantly email and call and leave messages. So that's how we, we did it. And uh, it really did help us an awful lot um, Mentally, it gave us the strength to be able to continue. And of course, uh, monetarily, we were able to, um, to keep the doors um, open to, uh, to continue to uh, pay, uh, do the payroll. And um, so it, it really was a lifeline. All of the grants and the PPP loan were a tremendous um, help to us. And I saw uh, Daniel laughing when you were saying to call and email and then call and email <laughs> again. Uh, Daniel, you want to tell us about your experience, uh, how uh, businesses have approached it and how they've actually uh, overcome the hurdles to be successful? Sure. Um, yeah, that's, I think in, in terms of, for us, it seems like the obvious thing to do and just provide the best customer service that we can. Um, but in the first round, for example, we had, applicants um, who found out through us that they had been approved by another lender already. Um, so we keep the, the lines of communication open, you know, we'll reach out via email, set up the phone call, talk to you and really learn your story. Um, and it's not, uh, you know, it's your, your person. And when we realize that and we work with you one-on-one -on -one, and so we'll set you up and uh, connect you with, one of our business coaches or loan officers, of course, and, and just make sure that we get through the process or if there is a hurdle that it's, we explain very transparently what that is, you know, what steps need to be taken, uh, et cetera. So I think it's all about the approach. And I think, uh, Daniel, that's also where uh, Director Whitfield talked about uh, having a bank account versus having a bank relationship. Um, and I always try to use this example. I saw her laughing as you were talking. Uh, because I always use the example of uh, I uh, have bought a Rihanna uh, CD. I follow her on Instagram. Uh, is that a relationship or is that more of an account? <laughs> it was Alicia Keys last time, and I, I can tell you in both cases, it's an account. <laughs> Not a relationship. Not a relationship. And so how do you coach businesses to kind of establish that relationship? Well, and I think that Daniel can speak to how he feels on the other side, but what we tell people when we are, you know, trying to especially get these resources into the pockets of the small businesses is to be very candid with their lenders about, you know, how they're going to prioritize their applications. You know, we know that sometimes, you know, people say, oh, I'm an SBA lender and we can, we can do this is different than I'm going to make sure I shepherd you through this process. 
Um, and I think that getting that getting that assurance or and and if someone doesn't necessarily want to say that, we might you know suggest that you ask, you know, are you prioritizing the way that these are coming into the queue because you know because we saw that in the first round that that they were. Um, you know, and I wanted to just ask Daniel to double down on something here because you are the Latino Economic Development Center. You know, but I think it's important for people to hear that that LEDC serves all types of people, and that you absolutely don't have to be Latino to uh, to take advantage of these services. Correct. Yes. So all everything we do, all of our staff members, it's available in English and Spanish. So it's really all about widening that reach. Um, and yeah, our mission is is to serve Latinos, but again, that's about maybe half of, of who we end up serving and and it really is, is not any sort of requirement. Um, and, and yeah, and I think uh, it's about, as you're saying, just establishing those, uh, that relationship early on in the conversation, those, that uh, transparency of this is our timeline, this is what we're looking at. You know, wanna make sure people that didn't get that first draw last time get that opportunity. You know, we actually recommend that you go back to your original lender if you're looking for a second draw because they have pretty much all the documentation that they're going to need anyways, probably a quicker process. So we try to, to touch on these things early on, let you know what to expect and go from there. Daniel, one more question, which is that, you know, we know that businesses and, and Shiva has made this uh, pretty evident in her, uh, in her comments too. You know, our businesses are somewhat panicked. Some, you know, somewhere on the spectrum between, you know, panicked and apoplectic, I would imagine, and and probably come to you really just looking for advice and answers, but I wonder if you might give some advice to people as they approach their lenders or the types of things that, you know, that might help them smooth out their process. Good question. Uh, well, I think that uh, one thing I've been trying to reassure folks of is is the SBA's um, efforts to to make sure these dollars get to to the most uh, underserved in that that first week that was just to CDFIs and also the set aside of the dollars for PPP. Um, I looked it up. Uh, I believe it's 15 billion, which is double what was dispersed by all CDFIs nationally last year. So there's plenty of money. Um, you know, we have until March 31st. I would just say. Yeah, I know it's difficult, but to sort of take a deep breath and uh, read through everything and all the details, um, the guidance is there. At LEDC, we try to share the information, so we're looking at the same thing. And uh, if you can follow those things, and of course, we'll let you know. So don't fret either. If, if you're making mistakes, we'll work, we'll work with you there. But, um, you know, just take your time, and, and there's definitely a way forward and in a timely manner, but it doesn't have to feel frantic either. Uh, so why don't we bring in some of the questions from those who are watching uh, from home or from the office uh, and uh, go to social media and the phone line. Uh, first up is a question actually uh, for Roderick. I thought we'd get this question. Uh, folks asked uh, if you can repeat uh, your phone number and email address. Uh, so softball question for you. Roderick, okay. are you with us? I'm with you. I'm here. Great. We might I'm have lost your camp. Can you hear me? We can hear you. We might have lost your camera. Okay. Oh, there you are. Okay, great. We can see you now, too. 
Uh, Roderick, we can see and hear you. Okay. I didn't hear the question. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. The question was, uh, it's a softball question, I promise. Uh, what's your uh, phone number and email address again for the listeners? Oh, okay. 202-617-4435. And it's Roderick, R-O-D-E-R-I-C-K dot Johnson at SBA.gov. All right. I appreciate that. That was the easy one. Now the a little bit tougher. Uh, who qualifies for the targeted uh, EIDL, the EIDL uh, grants of $10,000? Yeah, you have to be in a low to moderate income area in order to qualify. There's actually, when I gave you that website, sba.gov forward slash PPP, there's actually a URL there. And you put in, you click on it and put in your um, zip code, and it'll tell you if your business falls into one of those areas. Okay, fantastic. And uh, Tatiana Fikes, for me, that uh, folks are asking for the other phone numbers that we gave for technical assistance. Uh, we'll make sure we put those on social media. Uh, we'll also list those on coronavirus.dc.gov slash recovery uh, in order to get you all the different phone numbers that we've given today. Uh, for technical assistance as it relates to uh, PPP and other SBA programs, uh, as well as the downtown DC uh, bid. Another question uh, came in about, um, uh, let's see if Renee on Ward, uh, from Ward 3 is on the line. Uh, Renee, can you hear us? This is for Roderick. Can I have a yes. question for you, Roderick? Uh, this is, yes, this is Renee. Can you all hear me okay? Yes, yes. we can. All right, perfect. Uh, first off, thank you to everyone, our federal partners and D.C. government. Um, I'm a representative from our uh, housing cooperative, um, and we definitely uh, uh, benefited from the idle um, assistance as well as uh, D.C.'s microgrant and legacy grant. Um, my question for SBA is um, we are uh, concerned about audit from the SBA, and in particular, maybe even from the, like, the Inspector General. And we're pretty good about keeping, you know, uh, you know, tabs and receipts on everything. Um, is there something that, like, what are, should we be, um, you know, keep in mind in terms of what to keep in our files in the event of an audit? Um, and it's just making us very, very nervous, especially with, like, when, when taxes, you know, uh, tax season coming up very soon. Um, and then the second part, um, if I could just add real quick, is, um, again, I'm a representative for a, a cooperative, and it's just uh, we just felt largely left out of the entire picture and the assistance in the federal government. Uh, we did get idle assistance. Um, you know, cooperatives that had to have a special carve-out. D.C. government was very excellent, including the deputy mayor's office, for, you know, providing assistance to all different types of businesses. So I would like to advise that the SBA keep co-ops in mind. Um, our business structures, we have very, you know, well-named um, businesses like REI or Land Lakes Butter that are cooperatives in their business structure, but they should have just as much of a seat at the table in their in federal financing, just like big-name, you know, Fortune 500 companies. And we felt it's just really being left out. Um, okay. Well, let's have Roderick uh, give us some uh, guidance on some of your questions. Okay. So the first one is documentation. 
So you should keep the documentation for, frankly, up to six years. So what does that documentation include? Well, obviously you're going to have your 941s if you have employees, so your 941s. Then you're going to have the bank statements, the canceled checks. You're going to have the invoices for all the expenses, okay, that, that you use for that 40%. So that's typically what you're, you're going to have in terms of your documentation. If you are a single-member LLC, so proprietorship or 1099 contractor, of course, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to have your Schedule C. You're going to have your bank statements. You're going to have the invoices for, you know, the bills that you have to pay along with the canceled checks to actually um, show how the money was spent. Okay. Well, thank you for that, uh, Roderick. And I think uh, we have some other questions. Uh, one question we had, uh, not related to PPP, but related to the bridge fund, uh, and the, uh, in particular, the entertainment uh, program under the bridge fund. Uh, so this is a question that we got from Frank. He wanted to know about uh, those individuals who had received PUA. And actually, uh, Frank, we've got an update uh, for you uh, on this. Uh, so we've worked uh, at DEMPED to make a pivot of our own. Uh, and so today we're reopening the bridge fund uh, for the entertainment program, uh, supporting uh, businesses uh, to allow more businesses to apply and to receive financial relief. Uh, additionally, uh, DEMPED is going to be adjusting the re eligibility requirements so that sole proprietors uh, who had uh, been or approved or received uh, PUA uh, are now eligible to reapply. Uh, so you could... Uh, encourage business owners, we want to uh, ask you to go to coronavirus.dc.gov slash bridge fund, uh, and that's where you can find more information and apply uh, if you are in the entertainment category, again, and if you were previously uh, unable to apply because you had received a uh, PUA assistance uh, or had been approved for it, uh, you are actually now eligible to apply. Uh, so that's one of the pivots that we were uh, making, uh, and so what we'll do now is uh, continue our work on the uh, the restaurant, the retail, the entertainment venue portion. Uh, this week, they're actually uh, being notified. All the applicants who had applied, who are going to get an award, are getting notified this week. Uh, so if you're in the restaurant, the retail, or the entertainment venue, uh, your notification will come this week uh, if you are getting an award. Uh, and so look for that information. Make sure uh, that you've added the email addresses to your inbox. Uh, we'll list those uh, on the Bridge Fund uh, page of the coronavirus.dc.gov uh, website just to make sure things don't go to your spam. Uh, but did want to let Frank and others who inquired about uh, those who received PUA assistance, uh, DEMPED is making a pivot and allowing for those uh, individuals to apply uh, at coronavirus.dc.gov slash Bridge Fund. Uh, so wanted to make sure that we gave that important update, and we'll, of course, uh, keep putting that up on our website and sharing it on social media as well. Another question uh, that came in on social media, I believe, is about uh, the rent relief bill that was signed into law at the end of uh, 2020. Uh, it was to give aid to states to help with rent relief. Uh, and so uh, does D.C. receive that, and can a landlord... Uh, file on behalf of the tenant, uh, this person owns a building in Ward 5. Uh, so, yes, the answer is that the District of Columbia 
uh, will receive uh, funding from the federal government for rental assistance. Uh, and that uh, rental assistance uh, will be uh, able to be applied for by uh, both uh, the landlord and the uh, tenant, so both the housing provider and the resident. Uh, however, the federal government hasn't finalized the rules uh, for their rental assistance program. So we're awaiting those uh, rules, and then we will uh, really finalize uh, the district's program and the district's approach uh, to rental assistance, given that federal resource. Uh, some, something to look to uh, uh, the coronavirus.dc.gov uh, uh, slash recovery page. If you go there now, there actually are some funding programs, some grant programs uh, for uh, housing providers uh, that you can check out now that are currently available, and then we'll have more information about uh, more rental assistance uh, as those uh, rules become available and as we finalize the program. Uh, so with that, I want to actually turn back to Neil Albert. Uh, Neil, what's uh, uh, your best advice for uh, businesses in the bids? I know uh, you were with us last week when we were asking businesses to take down the boards, uh, but as they kind of approach all these different programs, uh, what's your best advice uh, to business owners? Yeah, definitely. So I do want to echo uh, the call to uh, for businesses to remove their boards. And again, if you need assistance, uh, please contact the downtown DC bid. You really want to create a sense of that downtown DC, not just a sense, but the reality is downtown DC and downtown in general is reopening uh, for business. And part of that effort is to make sure that uh, businesses in the downtown DC area know of every opportunity for funding, including uh, the bids a grant program, but also the programs that are available from the deputy mayor's office, uh, from the federal government. So we share that information regularly. It may be overkill, some people say, uh, with our broad uh, stakeholder audience. So my encouragement to you is to go on our website, see what's available, take advantage of the opportunities that are out there. And as usual, if you need assistance from the downtown DC bid, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us but let's make downtown DC vibrant again, and you can do your part to make that happen. Well, thank you, Neil, for that. And just to walk through the two programs you talked about, the grant program is, if you are non-retail or non-restaurant, can you apply for the grant program? Yeah, so any business in downtown DC could apply. You don't have to be a, a, a restaurant or a non-retailer. Um, you can be a, a nonprofit. Uh, you can actually run a cultural institution in downtown DC. Uh, so there, obviously, it's a small grant. So if you are a, a chain, uh, we encourage you not to apply. Well, any business located in downtown D.C. could apply. And the technical assistance? And technical assistance, anyone, regardless of size. If you think you need help uh, in applying for your PPP loan or even loan forgiveness, again, please reach out for, to us, ppp at downtowndc.org, and we will assist you. Fantastic. Uh, thank you for that. And then, uh, Christy, as we uh, close out here today, uh, any other uh, advice? I know we keep uh, giving folks a lot of different resources to go to, kind of navigating, uh, as we talked about with uh, our other guests, how you navigate what's right for you. Well, I think the, the biggest advice first and foremost is to breathe and then just make sure that you don't quit, right? And now entrepreneurs by our nature are not quitters, but I think that we have been through a lot of, you know, 
turbulation in this past year. Um, so I think remember the website. If you only remember one, remember the coronavirus.dc.gov. Um, but then seconds after that, dslbd.gov. And, and then just take one step. Just take one step and then just take one more step. And then just know that you are not alone, that the, the stress that you're feeling is felt by a lot of other people and that there are a lot of resources to help you. And if you don't remember them, call us and we'll remind you. Great. And uh, Roderick, any parting advice uh, and how many calls have you gotten since we started this call and you gave out your number? <laughs> um, well, I haven't, I haven't seen the, my phone blow up yet, but I'm sure it will tomorrow. Um, all I can do is really encourage people to just apply, okay? Just take a deep breath. I know it can be overwhelming to fill out forms and pull the forms together so that you can fill out the form to apply at your bank, but I encourage you to, to apply. Great. Uh, Daniel? Yeah, just want to reiterate that uh, CDFIs, are, we're a hidden gem, but we're here. You know, if you feel discouraged with your bank, um, there are alternatives like LEDC uh, here to help. So please uh, visit our website, ledcmetro.org, uh, you know, slash SBA PPP. But we also have a business directory of local DC businesses. You can get yourself on there as well. Lots of things to take advantage of and be a part of. Great. And uh, Shiva, thanks for uh, helping us uh, frame all these important issues. Uh, give us your part of advice for business owners, um, just, uh, just stay strong, uh, stay safe, make sure that the clients, the customers that come in know and abide by the CDC um, guidelines, and uh, just keep your family, your business, and your patrons safe, and try to get as much uh, assistance as you can from the various resources that are available and that were discussed today. And hopefully we can all get through this and um, keep our lights on and take the boards off, and which we never put off to begin with. But uh, just stay strong, DC. Well, thank you so much for that. And I just want to thank all our guests uh, for another uh, session, another check-in. Uh, you know, we um, are continuing uh, to continue to push uh, Shop in the District as a uh, effort on behalf of DEMHEAD. I know that Director Whitfield uh, launched the I Buy DC Challenge uh, back in the holiday season, and that continues as well. I've still seen folks posting on social media, uh, so it doesn't stop. With uh, Super Bowl Sunday coming up, with Valentine's Day, if you're fortunate enough uh, to be able to treat yourself or treat a loved one, uh, make sure that you shop local. Uh, and so we'll look for social media to highlight uh, folks who use uh, Shop in the District and the I Buy DC Challenge uh, in order to highlight uh, the D.C. businesses that they're supporting. Uh, and again, it's uh, Restaurant Week continues uh, through this Sunday, uh, through Super Bowl Sunday, so make sure uh, that you get out there. You could dine out or you could take out uh, in order to support D.C. restaurants uh, through the uh, Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington's Restaurant Week. Uh, so be sure to do that. And then, of course, uh, always check out uh, coronavirus.dc.gov slash recovery. That's where we put all this information uh, so that you have the resources you need uh, to navigate uh, the days and weeks ahead. Uh, with that, I want to thank you for joining us. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. In the meantime, be sure to mask up, uh, and thank you, and stay safe. Thank you.